that is the Gold Cup hero. Two of the most admirable chasers you could possibly wish to see. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Race Hour podcast brought to you with our friends at bookmakers.com and of course the tote.co.uk all the way through the national season. We're into the dying embers and there's only one Jamie Benson. There's only one <laughs> Jamie Benson. One ja- He's here. He's the only one and only on the podcast with me this week. It's Jamie Benson. Yeah. How are you, Jamie? Jesus. That's, uh, can I get that uh, recorded, please, for a ringtone? That's amazing. That's the best yeah. welcome I've ever had. I'd have to charge you. I'd have to charge you. <laughs> I think my VO rates are very reasonable, but um, I would have to charge you for that. Uh, but yeah, welcome, Jamie. Welcome along. How are we? Cheers. Yeah, yeah, in good order. In good order. Had a had a good day in the tournaments last week. Well, good two two out of three days. Um, had a couple of nice winners on the Saturday of National Day. Sadly, all of my picks in the national either fell or were brought down. But before that, I'd had Cider Burley and. Um, Oh geez, who's the other one that won? Oh, Irish Point that won. Um, of course, yeah. And then, and then had Florida, Florida Dreams in the in the bumper. So all in all, I had a pretty mad Saturday. Um, and yeah, looking for looking forward to this weekend. We have got the Colonel running it at, at air um, in the Scottish. I was going to get to that because because you you could have gone Punchestown, obviously. Yeah, home home home. You know, home turf versus an away fixture. Yeah, I mean, it's still not a million that he he might go and do both. Um, if you were to win the Scottish champion and bounce out of it, well, um, you never know. And it's, there could yet be a very small field in that, so we'll see. But no, the idea was with the Scottish national, it's still a handicap, so we, we get weight all around. And uh, Sorry, we, we do give weight, but you know we're much better off than if we're running in the Punchdown Champion. Two inferior rags, Jamie. That's what you've gone for. Yeah. We're going to go and take on the, these Muppets. Exactly. And, yeah, love it. I love it. We'll get to the 225 at air because it's in the £250,000 guaranteed play spot from the tote this weekend. And it's Friday, so we're obviously going to do the play spot pod on here. There's no Dermo Nolan because he's just become a father. Congratulations to, to Dermo and Shona. Well done. Um, and yeah, you'll hear more from him in the coming weeks, I would imagine. Uh, a tired Dermo Nolan is what will return. Is that right, Jamie? It is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, congrats to Dermot. He's a, he's, a, he's a top man. I'm afraid it means it's a, a success for him is a loss for the listeners because um, it means you're stuck with me. But ah, well, yeah. well, we'll see how we go. Yeah, two men and a dog minus the dog are going to tackle the uh, place pot. Uh, why don't we get stuck into it and we'll have a chat about what else is going on at the weekend, of course. So the 115 at air on Saturday, uh, handicap chase, decent contest. I had only one horse I wanted to put in here, Jamie, so I'll let you go first and I'll tell you what mine is. Uh, well, if you've only got one, I suspect it's probably the Dan Skelton one, which I, which I was um, I get from a place pot point of view. Her Sankey was going to be my one uh, return okay. ticket was last off the off the short list, but her Sankey, you know, was was I think everyone's idea of an eye catcher at Aintree last time. Um, yeah, look, looks to you know need the soft ground, which is good soft air at the moment. I don't know how much rain they're going to get between now and then. Um, it just probably would just be nice, good racing ground, um, not too fast, not too slow. Um, the the Goldilocks of ground, actually Scotland. To be fair, has had some really nice ground up late. The ground at Kelso when we went there for the Moor Battle was absolutely dreamy. So I'm I'm glad to see the cards being well supported as well. Um, yeah, good fields here. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But Hassan Hassan Key would probably be, probably be the the one for me. He's a course and distance winner as well. 
and just looked rock solid. Um, the only con- small concern is obviously he ran a week ago. Well, eight, 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 will it be nine days by the time he runs here? Um, which obviously is quite a quick turnaround. But the form's all there. It's rock solid. You know, fourth behind Dancing on My Own, second behind Red Rookie last time. Um, and of course, in distance winner, that made appeal to me. But who's who's the one that has to go in from from the Dino the, the Dino yeah. selection process? It- it's not the skeleton horse, although I think that's going to be super popular. Of course it is. Fred Arms is going to be very, very popular for Bridget Andrews and Dan Scouting. But Elixir de Nuts, you just have to draw a line through the Cheltenham run. That horse has never been in the form like that it has been prior to that. Slam Galahad Quest, that we all know is a Gold Cup winner in the future. And <laughs> Funambul Savola was second to that in a really hot race at Newbury. Prior to that was second to Excitations, who's a good horse, and that was at Doncaster. So coming in to the ripest period of his career as a nine-year-old. And I'm just prepared to draw a line behind the Muscada run at Cheltenham. And I would make him a lot shorter. So yeah. Elixir de Nuts were going for me. Hassan Key is a, a fair foil, I think, uh, to go along with that. And we skip the top of the market. We, we need to get through, but I do think we will. Yeah, I quite, I I, I quite like those two. Um, I think that makes a lot of sense in that you know, we then effectively are trying to get Fred Arm out the three, which obviously is challenging. But you'll probably have a disproportionate amount of the pool on him because he is such a short price favourite. You do also yeah. get three places here. So even if he does win, you'd hope that we'd sneak through in second in second or third. So yeah, no, I'm happy happy with Elixir and Nitz and Hasanki. Um, okay. That could get us off to quite a nice start. Hey, anyone listening to this, Jamie, knows that now we've done that, you want to get onto the the trifectas with four, three, and five. They are the top three in the market. And that's probably what will happen to <laughs> us. Um, all right, let's move on to the 150. Now, this this is a nice race because it's the champion um, handicap chase there at air. Um, I think Oscar Elite deserves another chance for the Tizard and Cobden combination. Was fifth, of course, behind now the national winner, uh, Corrich Rambler at Cheltenham. These horses have all had a little bit longer than some of the ones that disappointed after Cheltenham at various different meetings since. And uh, Oscar Elite would be my pick. City Chief is a smart horse. No doubt about it for Nicky Henderson and Nico de Boinville. Um, but as Nicky would tell you himself, and I think he's written in a recent column, uh, this is not the biggest, and 12 stone's going to be a fair ask around here against some good ones. I'm going to go Oscar Elite, Jamie. What are you going to go? Yeah, actually, it's quite a trappy race. Fortunately, again, there are nine runners at the moment, so even yeah. if you get a non, you'd, you'd hope to you'd hope to still get the three places. And, I mean, I'm probably going to end up backing Hold the Note for Small. Uh, he's the rag of the field, and rightly so. You know, he's actually a few pounds that you at the handicap, but he won last time out. This was a horse that was third in the novices handicap chase at Cheltenham back in the day, um, off a mark of one four five. Uh, he's yeah. a, he's now down to one sixteen, and he's only a nine year old. You know, it's, it's hardly as if he's a twelve year old. Um, and yeah, he's obviously in good form because he won last time out. So I think he's an interesting horse to keep an eye on. Um, my place pot one would probably be Temptation in Milan, other than okay. uh, other than an unseat. You know, he's been placed in his last five runs. And the latest being in a, in a competitive novice handicap chase at Nabin. Um and that was a great B, great B handicap. So that's all really solid for me. He actually gets a run off his Irish mark here as well, which is unusual for a Charles Burns horse. He's two pounds higher than for that third. So I can see him being being bang there. Um, Temptation of Milan, but yeah, happy to go with Oscar Elite and Temptation of Man Milan. That's what you yeah. fancy. Okay, I think he's bringing two over. Is he Charles Burns for this meet? And I think he's got yeah. one in the bumper. So yeah, I'm a bit scared yeah. that there's one in the bumper because he's running running against. Um, I'm mean, slightly going out of, out of order here, but this is running against Recoded, who's another of Lorna Fowler's, who's a horse I ah. re- really like. He's a lovely, absolute big dope of a horse. He's a Kodiak, which is absolutely mental. Um, 
but he, he's just like he's like a he's like a pony you know you could you could put your kid on him and he's this sort of meant to be a you know bred to be a two-year-old sprinter and he's there running having his first run on the bumper so yeah re- I, I hope i hope uh maybe maybe paul burn uh, paul burn philip burns only gets one out of two up on the day gets done by law yeah. in the last well see you know maybe in that 520 bumblebee bet which is charles burns horse is only coming over for the crack while temptation in milan is coming over to have a crack so i, you know, I don't you know go. but uh yeah okay temptation in milan number six goes in alongside Oscar Elite, and uh, we are moving on to the 2.25. Uh, Jamie, the simplest question I'm going to ask you, yeah? Colonel Mustard, this wasn't always the plan, was it? The Scottish champion hurdle, because you've had some other big targets and you've hit the crossbar. So this seems like a suitable race, but is it the right race? Yeah, it's, it's, you're, you're correct in that this wasn't plan A. You know, plan A was go to the Moor Battle, win the Moor Battle. Um, we were mugged close home by uh, by my namesake, sadly. But then, imagine, yeah. Then, then going to the again going to the county was going to be the, the the next main target. But sadly, he he suffered at quite a nasty little overreach, and we couldn't get him right in time for for Cheltenham. But he's absolutely sounds a pound now, very well in himself, bouncing at home. Um, did a really lovely piece of work the other day, and um, yeah, as always, he he's very very happy with himself. He's he he knows he's he's good and uh, the absolute apple of Lorna's eye. And why not? Um, he deserves a big one. I think this is set up absolutely perfectly for him. Um, I hope that they go a decent gallop would be my only small concern. But you'd hope with twelve in it that they would. And if that's the case, then I just think he's not only the best handicapped in it, um, but it should be run to suit. Um, as in a strongly run two miles is absolutely right up his street. And yeah, I can't, yep. I can't have him outside the three. Three lengths behind State Man at last year's Cheltenham Festival. Wait, don't we don't talk about that? <laughs> I'm tempted to I'm tempted to nap this. I can't see how you how you don't finish in in the money. Yeah, I, I wouldn't I would not put you off. You know, you're always slightly um, slightly wary when you're tipping your own horse. But yeah, I, barring barring something horribly unlucky happening, um, and you know, God help us, we'll. We'll come back sound and have a good run and all that kind of stuff because he's at this point as much a pet as he is a racehorse. Um, Absolutely, yeah. But yeah, uh, barring that, I can't have him outside the three. So yeah, I, th- I think bank away. Colonel's a nap. Colonel Mustard in a two twenty-five. That is, of course, the Scottish Champion Hurdle, and that'd be some pot to pick up. I wish you all the best, Jamie, and of course our place pot uh, perm does the same. All right, the three o'clock air then is the Future Champion Novices Chase. This is a Grade Two. Uh, Balco Coastal is a bit of a hipster horse, I think, without always uh, delivering as perhaps it should. As for Nicky Henson, Nico de Boinville at the top. That's all right. Gino uh, for Jamie Snowden and Gavin Sheehan. That's in there. Thunder Rock, who I think has got a bit more to come is the interesting runner here for adrian heskin and only murphy unexpected party who i thought was well handicapped to win something but they messed around for so long maybe the horse likes finishing third second and all that kind of stuff i'm not sure and uh, three other runners in there jamie what do you reckon yeah I, i'm with you on the thunder rock i, I get that i think I, this is going to be more of a test that will suit him i wonder whether cheltenham is his track and yeah i think this could be right up street one here as a novice hurdler um, in convincing style. So I, I would like him here. My other one, I think you also want two in this. There are seven runners in it. Oh, it's, for sure, it's, yeah. It's, it's trap as you like. Um, so only first two go through. And realistically, barring Richmond Lake, who even then wouldn't be a wild wild surprise. You know, he's... No, in form. Like, yeah. you know, and he's racing to go close. You know, he, yep. he's 
He's raced one forty, hang in there. He's a nine to one shot. He's raced one four two and giving him five pounds. So you know he's not completely out of it, but it's basically anyone of the seven could win. You'd say. So if if we're going for for another one, I'm I'm really really tempted to give Tell Me Something Girl another chance. She can't jump. She, yeah, she wouldn't be ideal for a play spot now because of exactly what you just said. I thought she actually jumped a lot better last time, admittedly from an incredibly bloody low bar. You know. <laughs> yeah, 100% has improved the jumping. Yeah, I mean, that that, that run um, in, in that Mayor's Beginner's Chase at Nace where her and Instit just hit everything. And it was sort of like, you just couldn't believe they both stood up. Uh, that yeah. was extraordinary, but no, I thought she, I thought she ran better, and it's, it's, you know, it's decent enough form. Brides Hills, Frank, the form since. Yep. Um, yeah. Why not? But uh, tell me something. Girl would be my, yeah. Obviously, getting weight all round as well. She'd be my second in. But if there was, an, okay. if there was another that was slightly more convincing, then I'd, I'd happily, happily jump ship. <laughs> well, look, we've only two opinions on this podcast, Jamie. So, like, you know, they, I love they it. are the opinions. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't think I could be put off putting anything else. And we may even want three, but yeah. Thunder Rock, um, yeah, I'd be, I'd be confident it'll run a big race. I thought it ran okay at Cheltenham, like you say, not the track. Um, behind Jerry Colomb, big run. I think they expected a little bit more. Um, so you know, only seven, yeah. a few runs. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be thinking that one will come will become good this might be the race so thunder rock and tell me something girl are in there we move on to the 335 which is the scottish grand national um you remember last week jamie i think i said um that shishkin will win yeah remember that yeah, yeah. yeah. and i'm only bringing that up because it did but like as no as so, you should as you should do as you should do because i think i really poo-pooed him um although i i, I think i'll be telling the grandkids about you know, how on earth did the Hoyce and Yule get beat in that? It, it was, uh, yeah, it was an odd one. It was almost like Arsenal's title challenge this year. <laughs> I just fingers crossed that that line comes true as well. Um, all right, so. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> if, that, if, that, if that was Arsenal's title challenge, then what horse best sums up Spurs is? <laughs> oh, God. Um, I don't know, lots of ones. Yeah, I'd <laughs> say about 95% of the horses I backed all year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so the, where I was leading this somewhere, right? So I, I I might come across a bit of a Nicky Henderson fanboy sometimes on here. I'm not necessarily. Just some of the horses that he has, I am I am in love with. And there's one in here, and it's Dusart, who of 154, pieces on. If he jumps properly, which he doesn't always, and gets into any kind of rhythm... I think he's only got the fav to beat, which is Monbeg genius. But that was a tough race he had at Cheltenham, and he's still up a few pounds. He does look obvious. I'm hanging my hat on Dusart here, Jamie, but we need more than just one. Yeah, I get that. And and, and I always think that the top weights or horses near the top of the handicap are worth including in, in place pots because quite often you get one that's better handicapped, but they still run their race and they tend to be the class horses in the race too. So I, I from place port inclusion, I definitely see that. Um, I wonder whether he would stay the entirety of this trip would be another question mark, um, especially with first time pieces the, on. The biggest problem with the trip is there's just more fences. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Is there, is there, a, is there a four mile flat race somewhere, you know? But, the uh, nationals becoming that yeah, almost, geez. but like, oh, so like, you know, if if there's, if there's a bit of low sun at air and yeah. they take two or three out, oh, they won't see which way Dusart goes because he's just he's just a little bit tricky. Yeah, but he is very very good. Um, 
maybe today's the day. But, you know, can you make a case for one that is a little bit less, you know, unreliable? Yeah, I mean, I don't know about unreliable, but Captain Orr was the one that sort of ended up near the top of my shortlist. Um, sure. He he just reappeared too quickly last time out. He'd only had a week to get over his run at Ascot, where he absolutely dispatched Neon Moon. Um, and, you know, he has formed with all of the stops top staying chasers, uh, yeah. staying handicap chasers rather. And you know, he that was in the Coral Trophy, that uh, blowout last time. He won, he won that race last year, beating Kitty's Light. And Kitty's Light, admittedly, um, is five pounds better off for that. Uh, he ran off 140 that day, runs off 140 here. And Captain All runs off 132, having run off 127 then. So it's five pounds wrong versus them. But he's 16 to one versus four to one. He's in rude health. You know that he'll stay this trip because he is a, a lovable old boat, and yeah, I just think he, I think Captain Orrip is is rock solid, and, and I do like him here. Um, yeah, you know, you wouldn't normally see uh, Team Marmo tweet about their own horse, but they did, I think, during the week, saying that they thought it had been a bit overlooked. Um, so yeah, Captain Orr must be oh, going there with every chance. Oh, interesting. Yeah, he yeah, did. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Nick Schofield will be on on board. I'm not sure he's ridden him before though. Yeah, that's a good. That is a really good point, actually. Um, I don't see a lot of Nick Schofield. He once. has ridden him before. Um, in, in yeah, he rode him at Sandown five. and then at Hereford before. So you know the horse. He did come last in the Hereford spin. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he's a very capable jockey. One I've never forgiven for a ride at Cheltenham, but it's a different story. <laughs> um, hopefully go well on this. Um, and uh, <laughs> Do we need another one, though? Yeah, so I mean, like, I don't know if the, the, these are really ones for the, the play spot, but I will be having a tiny bit on Wait and See, who's the outside of the field. Um, and understandably so, but he's got he's got the tote man Danny Mullins on board. But if you go yes. if you go back to some of his novice chase form, you know there is there are some really smart pieces of, of form there. You know he was rated one three five um, not not too long ago, no more than 18, 18 months ago. He, yep. he, he runs here. Sorry, he was winning off one thirty mark, marks in the one thirties only only eighteen months ago. And you know you're taking a lot on trust, but at fifty to one with Danny Mullins on board, you can't go too far wrong. And then the other one was going to be Lord Accord, who I think is probably quite ground dependent and has been running on, on ground that's a little bit too soft for him. Um, and yeah, you go back to his run against Frodon, where he looked like he might win for a long way there. Um, yep. He's one pound lower than, than that run. Um, he's, only, he's only four pounds higher than when uh, beating the Wolf at Cheltenham on good ground over three mile one in October. And I just think at 33 to one, he can probably run a big race. That's a lot of course. Yeah, he was everyone's Hennessy horse after that run behind Froden and uh, was well talked up for that course. And Milos, the winner there, didn't, didn't run well, but then hasn't run well since really. Yeah. So, I yeah. mean, he didn't run awfully in, in I mean, he, he, he ran worse than a 10 to one shot, which he was, but he didn't, he, yeah. he didn't run without credit. And he just sort of made a mistake at exactly the wrong point. Yep. And then just can never quite get it back. So, yeah, I'd be uh, thirty-three to one. I'd be, I'd be really happy to have him on side. Well, see, McLaren hasn't been on since then. He's back on, so maybe the wheels are back on. Lord, he's Gord. been too, he's been um, too busy at Sedgefield on Ben Haslam horses. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's the worst things to do. Haslam seems to get that right. Um, okay. So, all right. I look, I, I've got down Dusart. And Captain Nord, but we're playing with the big odds there. I haven't put Lord Accord in, although yeah. we can. Um, do we? Monbeg Genius is so obvious, but the price will tell you that he is. From a play spot perspective, he's probably going to he's probably going to hit the frame. Yeah. I just wonder whether that race at Cheltenham was a bit too much for him to come back from. Yeah, I mean, I, to be honest, of of those at the front of the market, 
I'd be happy to have him in the play spot. Mm. Also, the thing the thing is with these big handicaps. I think I've mentioned this before on here. You quite often think that you try and get the favourites, um, the favourites beating them, but the market tends to be quite right. I mean, you could almost do unknown favourite here, to be fair. Yeah. Um, as well, but yeah, Mumbai Genius of those t- of the those at the front of the market, I, I'd be happy with. Okay. All right. Look, there's one more race left, and it's got a, a nice eight in it at the moment. Um, but it's not going to last because I think Hugo's new horse has just won today at the track. So we're looking at seven, which is going to make it tricky, Jamie. Um, and I don't really know where to start because you might have started there. He would have been favourite, I think. And uh, now it's probably going to be something like Utrecht, uh, probably got a favourite for Skelton and Bridget Andrus. We might need a couple in there. Jesus, yeah, this is trappy as you like i don't really like any of them and no <laughs> the, the to be honest the one i like the most is 13 year old hunter's call oh wow i mean he's 13 which is wild yeah like what are you what are you doing tipping a 13 year old in a two mile five handicap hurdle but he's and i'm going to say this with a small bit of tongue-in-cheek but he's lightly raced for a 13 year old <laughs> <laughs> Which, which is absolutely a bizarre thing to say, and he's been showing a bit more of late. You know, he was—he's only been beaten ten and seventeen lengths. Jesus, I'm properly grasping here. You really are struggling there. But yeah. you know, um, he, he did finish third at Air behind Bass Rock. That was that was good form. I, I, I yeah. don't know. I don't know. Of the of those, I I'm happy to side with Hunter's Call, but uh, with about the same amount of confidence as I as I would have in uh, in my. I was about to say my missus is driving, but then I should qualify that by saying I'm not just being sexist. She just hasn't passed her driving test. <laughs> okay. So that's kind of a legal thing as well. Um, <laughs> and I do remember uh, Paddy Aspel, regular, of course, on the race now, huh? always talking up uh, Ki- Kihava. Is that right? Kihava. Yeah. Okay. Number five. Yeah. Um, Adrian Keatley's horse. And, um, you know, if I was going to kind of side for one, at least I know that he likes the horse a lot. And to be honest, the horse that did, did pop up for him a couple of times. So, yeah, um, but, I mean, really struggling. I mean, really struggling. Hugo's new horse probably would have been a nap and we would have been right because gone in today. Um, so if we end up with two, which is Hunter's Call and a Kihava or Kihava, um, so two and Jesus. five. Yeah, two and five. I can't even say it, let alone put it in. Um, Yeah, okay. I think that's the perm then. So we're looking at two and then two, then one, then two, then three, then two. And my math, that's normally wrong. So I'll just work it out now. So two times two is four times one is four times two is eight times three is 24. And then times two is 48. Am I right, Jamie? Yeah, yeah, that sounds spot on. That's not too bad. That's all right, actually. And and given our comparatives of lack of confidence... On the on on the last race, I I, I quite like forty eight lines as a as a number on that. You know, you can okay. You and you know we've obviously banked banked one in the champion hurdle. So yeah, no, go on then. I, I like that. We've the winner of the of the champion hurdle. Of course, like, of course we do. Let's relax there. Colonel Mustard's going to bring in the, in the the nap hand at two twenty five. Okay, all right. That pop will be up on bookmakers.com, All forty eight bets of it. And of course, uh, with this podcast, so you'll be able to uh, 
get stuck into that or pick your own or cross ours out, whichever way you like to go about it. You know, there's different ways to skin the same cat. Um, those races will all be part of, um, well, not all of them, but plenty of them will be part of the fantasy this weekend. There are a few uh, also in the fantasy and the scoop six. Of course, Newbury is on and it's pretty decent stuff there as it should be this time of year. The Dubai duty free stakes at 205. We've got um, the Greenham at 240 and of course the Spring Cup uh, part of that Dandy Nap competition which I think you're playing Jamie as well alongside myself so um, maybe we should try, try and find the winner of that we'll do the 205 first um, ah, it's early days on the flat like none of these we've seen uh, just yet did you have anything from last year that you might fancy go well in the Dubai Duty Free Stakes yeah I mean I've got uh, kind of a love-hate relationship with Magical Sunset who did me okay. did me a, a, a turn a couple of times late last season after absolutely ruining me by basically the only good bit of information I got all year was that Sakir is going to be a monster. And yep. Sakir somehow managed to get beaten by Magical Sunset on debut at, at Windsor. And I was absolutely sick to my stomach. So she must be a monster, no? Um, <laughs> she came good at the back end. Yeah, exactly. So I, I, I think she's I think she's a good horse. Um However, I think this is this is tricky as they come. Um, a better judge than me made a good case for, for Stenton Glider, and I'd had words for Pence before that. So who, who she beat um, last time out? Who then came out and won yesterday? I think so. Uh, all in all, that form looks to be adding up. And I think if you wanted one at double figure price, Stenton Glider makes makes a lot of sense. Um, but it's probably going to be Magical Sunset for me. Okay. Very good. Uh, Dubai duty free. Then the um, the Greenham, um, you know, there's a horse almost named after me in the 240 there in the Greenham, which is, of course, the ever-conquering uh, two-year-old that was Chaldean, who does look very smart. That's going to go off odds on. So maybe an easy leg in the scoop six for everyone. Yeah, Chaldino. Um, yeah, the, the reason we put this in, I was talking to uh, Jamie Hart, our, our director of, of racing, who picks the scoop six races. And yep. um, we were trying to figure out whether or not to put in some other competitive handicaps. But Basically, we'd like the favourites in the Greenham don't have that good a record. And okay. although the form of the Champagne Stakes at Donny has just been bo- boosted and boosted um, since then, especially you know with, with um, the was it indestructible the yeah. the exactly the ammo one of the, the many ammo absolute turn to they're, they're almost like breeze up horses, aren't they? I mean, shit, loads of are breeze up horses, but they're almost like they're doing a breeze. They they just absolutely come out the gate. Wesley Ward would take a leaf out of their book, I'd say. But yeah. um, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm I'm happy enough to take him on. Um, there's a reason he's, this race is in the scoop six. It's because we think there might be an upset in it. Um, well, you're setting a different puzzle. You know, normally you try and pick the kind of four or five to one the field races. It's a different puzzle. Like yeah. you go in, you go out, you go out. Exactly, and it also yeah. means it's quite gettable because yeah. it's sort of five and a half races in the scoop six. So yep. there will be a decent pot, I'd say, to shoot at. You'll get, you'll get a fair amount of people doing some big perms. Um, and one that I'll definitely have in my perm will be Zoology, who he was seventh, you know, basically second last last year in at the back end in the in the middle park. But he was so green that day. That came after a, a pretty facile victory on, on debut at Yarmouth in the Novice Stakes. Uh, he then ran in another Novice um, at Southall last time. You wouldn't see many good horses running in a Novice at Southall but sure. but he beat uh, a horse of Jonathan Lady Gosson's called Covey, who has since come out and won at, at Newmarket, winning in a hat canter um, earlier in the week. So that form looks rock solid. And although he's got a load to find on ratings, you know, he's rated 93, 
Um, I think it's a tip in itself that they come here rather than, rather than to a handicap because if he runs well in here, he goes to the 2000 guineas. You know, he, yep. he's a, he's a Zooster and you know, they're speedy. Yeah. I quite, I quite like him to run a big race here. Okay. Love it. I had a, one horse I was going to mention. I'm a massive fan of Eve Johnson, Hooten always have been or Horton and, um, streets of gold, you know? He's done nothing, absolutely nothing wrong, albeit uh, got a step forward like they all have to to come and catch uh, Chaldean and what we know. But, um, yeah, entered in all the right races. Uh, you know, yeah. don't know what you've got until it gets beat. And, uh, yeah, Charlie Bishop on board that one. That'll be double figures. Uh, I wouldn't be leaving it out, although you've got to respect the jolly. No, no, no. I'm, I'm happy to roam with you there. Um, he, did, he did me a proper turn at York uh, when he won that nursery handicap. Um, I, I not quite got out of jail. I think I was already small ahead. But um, I had a decent bet in the betting tournament, so I think it led to like a 220 quid beat Benson Div. So we wouldn't mind Streets of Gold going in again. Love it. Love it. Streets of Gold would be uh, the one I'm most looking forward to seeing anyway in there, apart from the Jolly. And then we've got the Spring Cup, of course. Now, me and you both need to find the winner of this for various different reasons. But um, in, in the Dandy Nap competition, I'm two from two, Jamie. So, you know. Sorry, you're what? You're two from two? Yeah, I am. Yeah. Holy hell. Yeah. Chapeau, mate. And that's you know, that's flat's serious not, flat's going. not really my back. Not really my bag, but you know, you get two darts at these and it's all for a good course. So I am enjoying them. Um, so yeah, that's serious. Maybe shooting. this race though, when I looked at it, Latam, of course, we already seen it go and win this season when it turned up at the Curra and just got it done from the Aidan McGuinness yard. He basically ran against the whole yard and, uh, and got it done uh, for, for William Haggis. And Haggis has a great record in here, but it's two to one, Jamie. Yeah, you can't be backing it two to one. Um, He's only up five for that win, so the, the handicapper hasn't gone mental. But everything sort of went right that day, and you can make an argument for it being this being less less of his sort of test. So, yeah, I'm happy to leave him alone at two. Um, the one I would probably take against him would be Revich. Okay. The four is his sort of the form figures next to his name don't don't scream like a horse you want to back, but he's actually rock solid. I think uh, he came back last year in the in the Lincoln like he did this year, uh, beating a similar sort of distance, um, and then went on to run two big races, one at Chester where he was beaten half length by Red Mirage, and then uh, one in the Whirlpool Handicap at, at, uh, at Epsom, where, again, he was only beaten a length and a half by Totally Charming. He was very well treated, and then went on to be third to Auburn. You know, he basically kept running into all of these incredibly well-handicapped horses. Those were all off marks mm. bigger than this. Um, he's down to a mark of 92 uh, those are all off the mark of sort of 96 and 95. So he, he, he is well treated, you'd say. And I think he's just going to run a solid race and would probably be a bit of an each way back to nothing. I can't really see him outside the four. Nice. Okay. Revitch, Jim Crowley, Richard Spencer. Um, I, I found one in there, apart from Latam, I think it's obvious for, for the reasons that we said before. I thought Galliac was interesting for William Moore and Chris Grassic. Uh, they booked the, the man who it looks like he's going to have a big future, George Bass, could take three pounds off. Mm. And if you, again, in a similar way to the way you were describing Revitch, this horse bumped into some, some decent nags uh, last summer. And I reckon off a break here might be the time to, to catch this one at its best. Now, there is money around for it in the market. I'm not the only one to think this, I think. Um, but I do think Galliac is an interesting runner in there against the Jolly. But uh, if I was, I uh, haven't done my selections yet, but they'd be my two, I think, against the field for that uh, Spring Cup, which is going to, it's the right race, of course, to uh, to have everyone hanging on <laughs> for a scoop six, um, which is which is what's in there. And of course, for the fantasy, um, I think that's the race is covered off for the weekend, Jamie. But Punchestown's next week. Amy, 
it's the dying embers of the, of the jump season, but the, the meeting looks rock solid, doesn't it? Albeit it's going to be, you know, might even get a couple of great ones where only Willie Mullins runners. I do think that is possible. Yeah, but Willie is, uh, Willie's pretty good at sending them all off on their merits, especially at this end of the season. You know, there's not, nothing else with bigger ambitions later. So, you know, you should, you should see some good sport, even if it is all Willie Mullins. Um, yeah, we'll be running fantasy on it every day. Plenty to get stuck into there. Um, and then obviously rolling into Sandown next Saturday. So um, to be honest, I can't, I can't wait. It's going to be the fir- first year other than COVID in a while that I haven't been over. So small, small gutted there, but I'll be punting it like mad from home. Um, yep. And yeah, I can't, I can't wait. The fantasy actually for me is a great way to enjoy it because even when you do get all these little horses where they're, you know, you get some hot favorites and things like that. Fantasy is a great way to have them on side or be against them. You know, you can't have all of them on side um, because you've got to balance your budget, but it's it makes you think a bit more about it, and you know it's it's just a different way into the race. So I'd recommend giving that a go if you're following Punchstown. Um, it should be it should be a, a nice big pot to shoot at. Uh, winner probably getting anywhere between seven hundred quid and you know up to near enough a grand. So definitely give that. Yeah, one hundred percent. If you can get the puzzle right of spending your ten thousand guineas across those Willie Mullins runners in those big races, um, which of course will will be the fantasy chosen races, then yeah, mm. I, I'm I'm certainly going to get involved. I had a go at fantasy this week and I did cash, but it wasn't for a lot, and uh, I'm still looking to win. I've named my stable today. This has to win, I think, or something like that. <laughs> so, yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to come yeah. together. But uh, you did mention Sandown there. We're not far away. That's the final of everything, isn't it, really, from the jump season point of view for the tote? Yeah, absolutely. So it, it's unfortunately closed for entries because we've had all of the, the top 10 from every tournament in the jump season have qualified. So how many have you got going into that tournament then? Oh, geez, you caught me on the hop there. I think it's somewhere in the region of 130 people um, and there's 25 grand up for grabs uh, can't remember how that's been dived out um, but basically there's well, a, they've, just, they've still got to beat you regardless yeah there's a chunky beat Benson pot I mean I remember the, la- the last uh, so the champions tournament uh, was on champions day last year and yeah. uh, quite a few people had fairly lumpy bets on Baid to try and sneak above me um, which ended slightly in tears um, Ouch. which as a pool as a pool betting business for us we're like oh god no that's a disaster like we don't want you lads losing we want you guys winning winning away because we don't get the money of course uh, exactly yeah so yeah. um yeah no it'll be it'll be good fun um there'll be live blogs and all, all that sort of good stuff but yeah it's worth it, it we'll be doing the same for the the flat season which will start with the guineas uh that'll be the first tournament first world pool of the year um so it's worth definitely worth remembering to get involved with them because like I say, they run throughout the flat season and then culminate in the 25 grand finale at, at Champions Day. And it's, you know, the, the, you're not competing against that many people. Um, you know, you've got some some judges in there, Rory DeLaghi, Andrew Mount, Rory Finlay, Rory Finlay, Harry Finlay. Um, <laughs> and of course, of course, me. <laughs> and you, yeah. <laughs> Exalted company. Yeah, exactly. That's class, though. That's very cool. Um, all right. Well, look, that's not far away. And, you know, the Guineas is, God, two weeks away, I no, think. So, yeah, uh, it's full on. It's full on. All right. Well, look, Airplay spot is done. We've gone through the scoop six and um, some of the fantasy races this weekend. Lots to get stuck into. Then Punchestown comes. Uh, it doesn't really stop, Jamie. It's been a pleasure to have you on the podcast. As I said at the beginning, only one Jamie Benson. Dermot <laughs> Nolan will be back 
um, soon, I think, to discuss a bit of Punchestown. Uh, but we wish him well. In the meantime, hopefully he's getting some rest. Uh, Jamie, me and you, we can go enjoy the weekend. He can't. But, uh, you know, I'm sure it's all bliss and uh, and drama. <laughs> Great stuff. Uh, look, thanks for coming on. We'll, uh, we'll talk again soon. It's been a Race Hour podcast brought to you with bookmakers.com. And, of course, the Totes. If you get involved this weekend, do do so responsibly and uh, enjoy your racing. You're listening to The Race Hour, proudly brought to you in association with The Tote. Check out The Tote this jump season and find out what you've been missing.